All right, are we going? Yeah, it looks like we are. All right, so this is my new podcast. Um, what I'm going to be doing in this podcast is uh, focusing mostly on the world of sports. Um, I might have a few thoughts on things outside of the world of sports, but uh, we're going to try to keep it as tightened into the sports as we can. Uh, right now, what I'm going to be focusing on is uh, my two favorite sports, uh, which are NASCAR and the NFL. Uh, I might use I might do some college football, and then after the football season, I might switch over to covering like uh, March Madness, and then maybe into uh, the NBA playoffs and the uh, NHL playoffs. I'm just not going to be covering baseball; it's bad, and they're probably not going to play next season. But uh, first things first, I want to talk about NASCAR, and um, I've never been a fan of the championship format that NASCAR has now. Uh, it's too complicated. I would have to take 20 minutes to try to fully explain it. Uh, and it's different for each series. But this weekend is the championship races. And I think I'm going to take a look at them. And I think I'm going to try to understand um, what my predictions are for that for those races. Um now, the good thing is, this weekend at Phoenix, we've got all three series. All of them are finishing up at Phoenix. And they're all practicing and qualifying, which is a rarity this year. Uh, we know ne- we know for next year that they're going to be going back to practicing and qualifying uh, for every race. Which is good, because um, I think you've seen maybe uh, even the Kyle Lar- Larson dominance in Cup could have been influenced a little bit by the qualifying position that he's got based on his points. Uh, and it also, I think it was points and your last finish. So, obviously, the guy's won nine races. He finished up front quite a bit. He was pretty high in the points. And that means he probably got a uh, pretty good uh, starting spot in the next race. I think his average start is something ridiculous, like uh, six or something, um, which is just ridiculous. But right now, let's go race by race series by series, and let's try to understand what's going to happen at Phoenix. And let's start out first with the first race of the weekend, uh, Friday night, uh, the Luke Soil 150 for the Camping World Truck Series. Uh, you've got John Homer Nemechek, Zane Smith, Matt Crafton, and I'm forgetting his name, Ben, Ro- uh, ben Rhodes, yeah. So you've got Zane Smith, Ben Rhodes, Matt Crafton, John Hunter Newtrek. That's your championship four. These are the guys that are probably you're going to be the main focus on Friday. Um, you know, kind of looking at it, uh, John Hunter Nemechek is probably the favorite uh, going into the race. He's uh, led by far the most laps out of the four. Um, he's got five wins. He's got again. He's got more wins, more laps led than the entire rest of the. Uh, the other three put together. But, Matt Crafton's also in the championship four again this year. And everybody knows the last year, he won with no wins. I, you know, I wouldn't necessarily put him out. Uh, I think Zane Smith, I, I don't think he's going to do it. And Ben Rhodes, who really knows? Um, that could even come down to a Thor Sport thing. Who's going to get the best truck when they show up? Um... I'm going to give the edge to Matt, uh, to John Hunter Nemechek. 
Uh, I think the KBM trucks are better than the Thor uh, Spark trucks. I think they're going to come with their best stuff. And I think he's going to come out and try to win, you know, try to prove something. Uh, but, you know, obviously, I wouldn't put it past any of them to win a race. Uh, to come out and just win it. Um, they're, you know, they're four really good drivers. I really do think that. I think Ben Rose is pretty good. Uh, I think Zane Smith, you know, we're starting to see a little bit of what he can do this year. But, uh, you know, and obviously Matt Crafton, I think he's a two-time champion now. So, uh, that'll be interesting to see. Then let's take a look at the Xfinity Series race. Now, the Xfinity Series race is going to be very interesting. Uh, for one, we know two of these drivers are going to go to Cup next year uh, out of the four. We've got Noah Gragson, we've got Austin Sendrick, we've got Daniel Hemrick, and we've got A.J. Allmendinger. Now, we know Austin Sendrick is going to Cup. He's going to be in the two-car next year. He's going to be replacing Barry Keselowski. Uh, I honestly think he's going to do just fine. If if you were to put a gun to my head and say pick the best driver out of these four, it's going to be Austin Cedric to me. He has shown consistently that he is a great driver at the Xfinity Series level. He's been able to wheel cars even in uh, IMSA. Um, and as na the, the cup car for next year is going to look a little bit more like a touring car style thing, I really do think he's going to have an advantage over rookies that are coming in. Uh, I mean, A.J. Allmendinger probably isn't exact, would probably be a sleeper pick for a win next year in the Cup Series as well. I mean, he won this year at Indy in a much, what I think is going to be wind up being a much worse car compared to the field than he's going to have next year. And A.J.'s always been good on road courses. We're going to have more road courses going forward, and we're going to have more short tracks. And A.J. wasn't bad at Martinsville, so, you know, hopefully he'll get himself up in the front. Uh, Noah Gragson, uh, man, this year has been so weird for Noah. Um, he has basically been checkers to wreckers. Um, that's the way I've kind of felt about it. I, I don't know whether to say I like him or not. I really think he's got a good personality. I, I think it's like, he's a good personality for the sport. I don't know where he's going to go from being in the Xfinity series. I don't really see a place for him at Hendrick, which would be the logical pick. I don't really see a place for him at RCR. Uh, maybe calling whenever they start getting better, but I mean, A.J. Allmendinger and Justin Haley are both there. And Justin Haley might be prob might be the best prospect in a very long time, I do believe. Uh, him and Austin Cendrick are probably going to be two of the best prospects in a long time for the, the Cup Series. Probably since uh, Kyle Larson. I, I really do think that. Um, but, you know, if I'm, if I'm going to have to pick this, man, I, I, don't, I don't know. I just don't think the Fords have really done very well at Phoenix. Um, and being the only Ford in that line, you know, being one of the only Fords in the Xfinity series, uh, that's going to be a really challenging for Austin Cindric. I mean, uh, what is he really going to do? I think he'll, man, I don't know. I, I think probably Noah's going to pull it off. I think Noah Gregson will pull it off. He'll win his first Xfinity Series championship. And um, I think it'll actually be great. I think it'll be great for J, JR Motorsports. Um, 
because they've really stuck behind him. He, there have been many times where Noah Gregson has stuck his foot firmly in his mouth or done something really stupid on the track, and J, JRM has been behind him. And Visco showed that this guy's a, you know, a hothead, but he's also a hot foot, and that's what they're looking for. So I think Noah Gregson will probably win. Um, check back Monday when I, I'm completely wrong about everything I say here, but um, I think that's going to be who I'm going to pick. Uh, Noah Gregson to win the championship. Uh, you know, I, I, I just thought about it. Is Ty Gibbs going to be in the running for... Is he going to be in the running order for the race? Because if he is, man, he I, I love Ty Gibbs. I love him. Uh, he'll probably be in the Cup Series probably in the next couple of years. And uh, I take my mind, I'm taking my mind on uh, Noah Gregson and Justin Haley being the best uh, Cup prospects in a while. Ty Gibbs is the next Jeff Gordon. He just is. He he almost looks like Kyle Busch sometimes. And I really do think that he's going to have no problems moving up to the next level. He's got the last name Gibbs, and that means he's going to get opportunities. And he's probably going to wind up in maybe the 11 car when uh, when Denny retires. And that's going to be scary for the entire field because I really do think he's probably the best stock car driver uh, that we've seen in a really long time. So, now finally to the Cup Series. Who do we have here? We've got... Kyle Larson, Chase Elliott, Martin Truex Jr., and Denny Hamlin. Now, this is the one that I want to spend some time on because I really think that there's a lot going into uh, Phoenix right now. One, you've really got some intrigue with everybody going into it. Uh, maybe except for Martin Truex Jr., but I'm not entirely sure. Kyle Larson, he's won nine races this year. He, under any point standings, he's probably going to be your winner, um, regardless of what happens in this race. And under the old point system, or under just a season-long point system, let me correct myself, um, it would just be him and Denny Hamlin going into this race. And I think it'd be a 30-point lead for Kyle Larson. So it'd be almost a guarantee that he'd win the championship. Uh, and they'd have had a great race coming up into this uh, without uh, the playoffs. I really do think Maybe in the offseason I'll talk about it a little bit more about like what I would do with the playoffs and how they're really not helping uh, things that they should be helping. But you've got Kyle Larson going in. He's won nine races this year. But it seems like anytime he's like right there for an accomplishment to put himself in the next stratosphere, something happens. He... He's having a season to me that is very reminiscent of the 1996 season that Jeff Gordon had. Uh, if you don't know about that, Jeff Gordon had 10 wins that season. So if Kyle Larson wins at Phoenix, he would have the same amount of wins. Uh, but he wound up losing the championship to Terry Labonte, his teammate, uh, because Terry Labonte finished, I believe, every race. And I think he might have finished every race on the lead lap. I do not remember exactly. But he had a... Terry Labonte, I think, had a spot better average finish. Let me look this up real quick. But I think he had a spot better uh, average finish at the end of the year because Jeff Gordon just had so many DNFs. Do to do 96, Terry Labonte, okay. Do-do-do, Driver's standings, here we go. So, Terry Labonte had, yeah, he had a spot better average finish. He had an 8.2 compared to a 9.5. Uh... 
And no, he only they both only had uh, 24 lap, uh, lead lap finishes. Uh, but yeah, but Terry completed almost 500 more laps over the course of the season than Jeff Gordon did. Um, God, just looking at Jeff Gordon's statistics for 1996 does kind of like okay, man, how does this not win a championship? Oh, something bad happens here. All right, uh, let's go look at his actual like full stats for uh, 1996. So he blows up at, uh, goes out with handling at Daytona, blows up at Rockingham, crashes at Talladega, uh, blows up at Loudoun, crashes in Indianapolis. Oh, that was his only DNF. Those were all his DNFs. He only had five that year. I thought he had more. Uh, but you've got a finish of, here we go, 42 and 40 to start off the season. That's bad. Then you get a bunch of straight top fives, then a 33rd, then a bunch of top 10s, then a 34th, a couple of top 10s, a 35th, or 37th, a bunch of top fives back to 30s. Um, you can't win a championship that way, or you shouldn't be able to. I mean, you could now, theoretically, but you can't win a championship that way. Um, but that season is kind of reminiscent to me of what Larson's got going on right now. And Denny Hamlin is just so damn good right now. I think his average finish is like, ooh, it's something low. Do to do do to do to do do do. Do to do. So, his average finish is eight point six. Kyle Larson's is nine point three. Chase Elliott is eleven point five, and Martin Truex Jr. is twelve point three. Um. That 8.6, that wins you a championship pretty much every year. Uh, I And, you know, let's go back to the intrigue that I was talking about at the beginning of this. Uh, Kyle Larson has won nine races. If he wins, obviously he wins the championship. He wins ten races. It's a big deal because it hasn't happened since uh, Jimmy Johnson in 2007. But there's also kind of the issue of what happened last year where he uh, said a racial slur on a live stream, got suspended for the entire year, comes back, and now is the hottest thing in motorsports. Um, I don't really know how to feel about that. I don't really want to get into that today. But that's one of the big things that I think people are going to be looking at. Then you got Chase Elliott. Now, Chase Elliott and Denny Hamlin obviously have history. Uh, Denny Hamlin dumps Chase Elliott to get into the Final Four, I think, Three years ago, uh, and that's gonna that's gonna mean a lot going into the playoffs. We've also seen Denny Hamlin get into it with the Hendrick cars. He got into it with Bowman on uh, Sunday at Martinsville, cost him a win. I mean, and then and then the stuff with ha- that I really wanted to get to is the stuff that happened after the race. Denny Hamlin comes up to the starting line and does this like double burnouts thing with this like dueling burnouts thing with uh, Alex Bowman. It looks cool on television. I'll fully admit that. It actually does look cool. But at the same time, you just can't do that. Uh, it's after the race. If you want to go fight the guy, it's to me that's fine. Uh, you know, you're not going to tear up the race cars and nobody's really going to get hurt. Um, you know, especially with how. A lot of drivers do it now where they get out on the front stretch. If he had been in the process of getting out when Denny Hamlin hit him, that could have caused a real problem. Um, I don't think 
Denny Hamlin really meant to hurt him. I think he meant to get up and, you know, talk to him, and that's kind of what he did. But if I'm NASCAR, I'm coming down with some sort of fine, uh, which they didn't do, obviously. But um, I'm probably not going to suspend him for that race, the next race, because of what it is. But I really can't tell. That's really what I wanted to talk about. You know, just uh, the lack of discipline that's come out um, the last year or so in NASCAR. Uh, is, is something I kind of want to get into for a minute. In NASCAR, you have to have this aspect of co-opetition. Daryl Waltrip's famous word, co-opetition. You have to kind of work together to get to the end of the race, and then at the end of the race, you can battle each other. And I think we've seen it especially at places like Daytona, especially at places like Talladega. These These cars are not set up for that. You have to attack every lap. And while that sounds like a great thing, you've got to understand that that means 20 laps into a race, a guy's not going to lift, going into a corner, get into a guy, and wreck him. When 10 years ago, he's going to lift, that guy's going to get you know, out of that corner, and you're all going to live to fight another day. Well, you know, and, and, and this, this whole thing is like igniting rivalries that just don't need to be ignited. Um... And it's kind of very artificial to me. And I don't feel like it's in the best interest of the sport to look like a bunch of kids playing bumper cars. Because that's really what the Cup Series looks like right now. A bunch of kids playing bumper cars. Uh, this is These are supposed to be the best stock car drivers in the world. And man, sometimes they will do childish things. And I just can't stand for it as a NASCAR fan. But, having said all that, I think... Denny Hamlin is going to win his first championship this year. I really do. And I think the fans are going to go nuts when it happens because they're going to say Kyle Larson should have won because he won nine races. But I really think Denny Hamlin's going to win. And I think he might move Kyle Larson to do it. I mean, I, he might actually wreck him. I, I, you know, And I think this is going to be the year where you're going to see that, where it's going to be the championship four. And one of them is going to be very obviously kind of out ahead of everybody else as far as like coming into the season. Or coming into that race, and that guy's going to have a target on his back from all the other th- the other uh, the other three, and it's going to be, you know, I can't remember. Ex- it, there's going to be like a, a bounty race or something like that, but they're going to wreck him. I think one of them will wreck him at the course of the day to make sure that he doesn't beat him, and I think that's really going to ruin the course of the race. All right. So, now that I've kind of discussed NASCAR to death for the last 18 minutes, let's get on to the NFL and start breaking that down. Uh, let's start off with the game that's going to be on tonight, uh, the Jets and the Colts. God, this game. Um, the Jets obviously put up a very surprising win last last week against the Bengals with Mike, uh, Mike White throwing three touchdowns, I believe, and four... 400 yards, and it was it was great for everybody who loves through for the underdogs. But does it transfer over? I mean, the Colts are a really good defense, and that offense is good enough. I think they'll beat the Jets. But if Mike White comes in and it does what he did last week, I will be shocked. But if he does that, they're gonna win. They're gonna win again another game, and they're gonna be. Um, 
I'm not entirely sure what the Jets will be at that point because they're still screwed. Uh, they they really won't have a quarterback unless Mike White does this the whole season. Uh, but yeah, that that'll be very interesting to see. Then you got the Falcons and the Saints. Who boy, this game. Uh wow, these games just suck this week. Uh, Falcons and the Saints. If the Saints don't win this game, they've got a problem. <laughs> Even with Trevor Simeon as their quarterback. Because I think he's actually probably better for that team than uh, Jameis Winston was. I don't think Jameis Winston is actually that good. I just think he could throw it up to Mike Evans and Mike Evans would make up the difference. Uh, but, man, that Falcons team. What is What has happened to the Falcons? What has happened to Matt Ryan? You know, they, they were really good. You know, even two years ago, they were pretty good. And last year and this year, they have just fallen off the face of the earth. You know, so I'm going to pick the Saints in that game pretty quickly. Uh, Cowboys-Broncos, good Lord. Uh, the Cowboys are going to walk over the Broncos, especially without Von Miller anymore. Uh, Von Miller being traded to the Rams earlier this week. I, I just don't see I don't see any way that the Broncos can, can do anything. I think they'll, they're will they going to fall to 4-5. And, four and, five. Uh, and I think the Cowboys are going to roll, even with Cooper Rush, I believe, is their quarterback still. Patriots, Panthers, ooh, um, man, another one of these games where it's like if one, you know, if the Patriots don't win this game, they've got problems. Um, if Mac Jones especially keeps looking like the Mac Jones that we've been seeing this year, uh, that team was going to be scary, and that team's probably going to make the playoffs this year, and they're going to be a, that like seven, eight seed that nobody really wants to see in the playoffs, and that's going to be kind of, I think, what the team is looking for. I think they're probably going to lose a few more games. They're probably going to wind up being 10-7, uh, and seven, maybe 11-6 and six going into the end of the season. Vikings-Ravens. Oh, man. You know, they're, they're both kind of coming off a bad lot. Um, they're both... Uh, they've both had bad losses. I don't know if the Ravens are coming off a bad loss. But they're definitely... They've definitely had bad losses. Um, you know, they, they've both been very up and down this year as well. I, I, I would lean towards the Ravens, getting it right, getting it going, uh, you know, it's, it's at home. I'd lean towards them. Probably going to be a mid-scoring game, probably a 24-27 kind of game, something like that. Uh, but i definitely lean towards the Ravens. Then you got the Bengals and the Browns. I mean, they you might as well send out an actual bunch of turds for the Browns right now because they're they're bad, but they're not bad because they're a bad team. They're bad because they're everybody is injured. Um, I could I, I I could probably look up the list, but I don't really care that much. I just know it's pretty big. Uh <laughs> you know I I don't know. The Bengals are pretty good. Obviously, they just lost to the Jets, though. Who knows what that means? Don't lose to the Jets, folks. It's a bad time. Ah, The Bengals got to win this one. The Bengals got to win this one to stay up in the AFC North anyway. Um, Because I think the the Steelers are, uh, technically speaking, I think right now, uh, ahead in the division. No, they're not. They're a a game behind because... Or a half game behind because the Bengals played one more. But, uh, 
you got to, you know, you got to keep up in the division right now, and you got to be looking at that. And this is a division game, so you've got to win these. So I think I'm going to go with the Bengals. Uh, Bills, Jaguars, the Bills, just going to kill them. They're going to mercilessly kill them. I, I, I just don't know anything else about that game. Just bet the Bills. Bet the Bills over. Bet the Bills spread. Fuck it, double the Bills spread and bet that too. I don't know. Then you got the Texans and the Dolphins. Uh, uh, just turning the TV off. <laughs> if this game comes on. It's on Fox for some reason as well. Uh, is that one weird NFC game, NFC, AFC game? I bet, yeah. Uh, I feel sorry for whoever has to watch this game. Like the TV crew and the, the camera operators and everything like that. Uh, I'm not worried about it. I don't care. Uh, they could both uh, fall in a hole for all I care. Uh, <laughs> on to the Raiders and the Giants. Please, Lord, let the Raiders win. Uh... God, what can you say about the Raiders this season? Uh, having your coach fired mid-season because of weird, creepy emails. Having your play, uh, you know, uh, I guess this is a good time as I need to talk about the Henry Ruggs incident. Folks, don't drink and drive. Don't go 156 on residential streets. It's bad. It's a dumb idea. Don't do it. But, God, don't go 40 on residential streets. You know, I where I live, they've got you know we've got stop signs every two blocks. I can't, thank God. But you know, if the Raiders come out and lay a dud this week, I don't really blame them. But I don't, I just I don't know what to say. The Henry Ruggs accident is sad. Uh, if you don't know about it, I guess I should explain it. Uh, Henry Ruggs was allegedly intoxicated. Uh, crashed his car into the back end of a Toyota RAV4 that had a woman and a dog in it. And it hit it so hard, the car caught on fire. And uh, she wound up burning alive in the car with her dog. And Henry Ruggs wound up getting hurt. I think his girlfriend wound up getting hurt. Um, again, folks, I don't really care. Uh, if you hit a car hard enough for it to catch fire and it's not a Ford Pinto uh, you hit it too damn hard. You should have been paying attention. It's his fault, no matter what it, what it is. It just is. I don't care if he was intoxicated or not. But um, the Raiders cut him pretty much immediately after the story broke, which is very good uh, as far as I'm considered. Um, because again, I think the evidence is just so much that you you have to cut him at that point. But Getting into the game, uh, the Raiders and the Giants. You know, the Giants are are bad, but they're not that bad. And the Raiders are going through just so much right now. I could see the Giants winning this game. I could also see the Raiders coming out and laying 70 on them because they're just pissed off and they want to vent, vent a little bit. I could see that. I don't think it's going to happen. I think they'll slip up. I think they'll win, but I think they'll slip up. All right, moving on. 305 game is the Chargers at the Eagles. Wow. Uh, what happened to the Eagles last week? They, they scored 40 points. I guess it was against the Lions, so I guess that doesn't really count. But they scored a lot of points. Um, they're going to have to this week because they got the Chargers coming in. And the Chargers, I mean, haven't looked good the last couple weeks. But, man, if that offense is clicking, that, that offense is going to put up some points. 
And I think they're going to get it back right. Uh, again, they're going to have to because that division is going to start getting really heated really quick if they don't. And they're going to fall out of the playoff picture if they don't. So I'm going to pick the Chargers in that one. Then you've got the weird game of the week, Packers versus Chiefs. Uh, neither team is going to have their starting quarterback, from last year at least. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, uh, out with COVID-positive stuff. Apparently he's unvaccinated, and he's been acting like he's been vaccinated the whole year. So uh, screw him. And if you're not vaccinated, screw you. <laughs> but, well, okay, I'll take that back. If you got a medical reason for it, I'm okay with you not being vaccinated. If you don't, get vaccinated. It's better for you. Now you got the Chiefs, who don't have 2020 Patrick Mahomes. They have 2021 Patrick Mahomes, who is basically me in old old Madden video games. I'm gonna just throw it to the deepest receiver and see what happens. Oh wait, he just did, the defender just intercepted that ball. Um. I mean, again, I don't know what to say here. It's just, who are the Packers going to be running out there at quarterback? Is Jordan Love going to be able to play? That's still kind of up in the air. I, I, if the if the Chiefs don't win this game, they are not making the playoffs. Full stop. The Packers are screwed. <laughs> I really do feel like it. Aaron Rodgers has been making that offense go for the last 10 years. And if you don't have him, you don't have 90% of your offense. You don't have your offensive mind. You don't have anything. So I I think you're really going to see, like, what are the Packers this week? Are they a good team without Aaron Rodgers? Are they a good team because of Aaron Rodgers? I really do think you're going to see that. Uh, I'm going to pick the Chiefs, pretty obviously. Um, I don't think that. There's really anything the Packers can do right now. Um, if Jordan Love doesn't start, good lord, that could be a, a crazy game. It's going to be interesting to watch. I think a lot of people are going to be tuned into it. But, I don't really know. Alright, then we got the Cardinals at the 49ers. The Cardinals coming off of that uh, Thursday night game where they lost to the Packers became not undefeated anymore. Actually lost the number one seed to the Packers in that game. And they're coming up against the 49ers, who have played okay football. And uh, I've kind of always thought this year that the Cardinals are overrated. Uh, I don't think that they're going to wind up with the number one seed in the NFC. I think they're probably going to be three or four. Um, they're definitely going to be hosting a, a playoff game because they're going to win their division. Uh, that NFC West has gone from one of the best divisions in football to one of the worst in about two weeks because Russell Wilson getting hurt uh, really hurt that division, and the 49ers look like crap. But, um, well, I guess the Rams are in that division too. I didn't think about the Rams. Yeah, that's going to be bad. Uh, I think the 49ers are going to win. I really do. I, I think the 49ers are better than what they've been putting on tape. I think the Cardinals are worse than what they've been putting on tape, and I think that once they kind of lost all that momentum, I think it's going to kind of stop, and they're going to lose a couple of games. I think they're going to get in a little skit here. Final Sunday game. My team, the Titans, going up against the Rams. 
The Return of the Titans. God. Oh, man. I don't know if I want to talk about this. Um, Derrick Henry is probably out for the season. And who knows when he comes back what he's going to be. Um, I, one thing I will say about uh, Derrick Henry is he plays like a fucking champ. He went out and finished the game on Sunday with a broken foot. Uh, I have had a stress fracture in my foot, and it hurt like a son of a bitch. So I can only imagine what his is like because he's having to have surgery on it. I guess technically speaking, they could, he, if they make a deep playoff run, he could come back for the end of the playoffs. But man, you know, just that sucks. I don't think they're going to be making a deep playoff run this year without him. That's seventy-five percent of their offense. Um, are they going to beat the Rams without him? Hell no. Hell no. They're not going to beat the Rams. The Rams are just going to bully that team. You know, the Rams are just so good. They've got so much on offense. They've got so much on defense. That there's a reason they're seven and one, and there's a reason they're beating everybody. And man, I you know just you feel for the you feel for Titans fans, you feel for everybody because Derrick Henry's a good dude, he's a great player, and damn it if he wasn't going to be an MVP this year. But life's funny, injuries happen. It's the NFL. Everybody gets hurt, so. It sucks, but you got to move on. And the Titans play in the easiest division in football. They're going to win by a landslide, and they're going to get the playoffs. And then, you know, they've got to figure out what their offense is going to be without Derrick Henry running for 150 yards every week. Um, so the Rams are going to win that going away. Then you got the Bears and the Steelers. The Bears and the Steelers. Good Lord. Uh, take the two most hated teams in football and just throw them in a bowl. Um... Whew. What do you say? Uh, the Bears have Matt Nagy back. My condolences to Bears fans. Uh, and the Steelers have Big Ben. My condolences to Steelers fans. Um, you know, we, we've kind of seen this year what rookie quarterbacks are um, and why a lot of teams have been very hesitant to play rookie quarterbacks that much because Justin Fields has looked on occasion like a genius and on occasion like he doesn't know what he's doing. And this game kind of concerns me, especially if they they have T.J. Watt in with the Steelers. Uh, it really concerns me for actual Justin Fields' health because he doesn't know what he's doing in the pocket. And if he's going to be standing in the pocket and T.J. Watt's going to be finding him, he's going to be finding him in inopportune moments. And Justin Fields, this could be the game where Justin Fields gets hurt. I, I don't like wishing injury on anybody. I don't wish the injury on him. I just think this is the game where it's going to happen. Now let's talk about the Steelers' offense versus the Bears' defense. Uh, it's the movable object versus the stoppable force. Uh, the Bears' defense this year has not been very good. Uh, Cleo Mack has looked like meh. Uh, Akeem Hicks has looked like meh. The rest of the defense has looked like meh. And uh, then you got you know the Steelers' offense, which has been um, me at quarterback. I think I could probably do what Big Ben has do- been doing. Um, which is just throw it to Najee Harris and see if he does anything. Throw it to the wide receiver standing right next to me and see if he does anything. And that could be a problem. I really do think. Oh, man. Who's going to win this game? The Steelers. The Steelers are going to win this game. I, the Bears are not going to win another game. Hopefully. Um, I don't even think they're going to beat the Lions at this point. I think the Lions are going to beat them. 
I think they might have a good chance for getting a top draft, top five draft pick, um, which they wouldn't get because they don't have one this year because they traded up for Justin Fields. They're idiots. That God, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on a little bit of a rant here about the Chicago front office and just how not to run a football team. Ryan Pace trades up one pick, one pick to get Mitch Trubisky, who wasn't really that highly rated out of college. Didn't really do that well in the NFL. Played for about 17 different coordinators in his time at, at the Bears. And then they dumped to the cor- the curb after his contract ended. And I think we've seen him kind of in Buffalo look a little bit better in relief of Josh Allen because, huh, he's got a coaching staff. And then, you know, then you get Justin Fields. And with Justin Fields, I really do think Matt Nagy has been exposed. Uh, everybody knows Justin Fields is a talent. He may not be you know, all the way groomed and polished as an NFL player, but he's a talent. And to watch him in that Bears offense is painful. It's painful as a football fan, even if you do not like the Bears like I don't. It's it's painful to watch this young kid just get demolished. And to see uh, an offense that just doesn't expand or doesn't, What's the word I'm looking for? Evolve with that quarterback. Look, see what you have in a talent and then work with it. Don't just try to shove square peg into round hole by cutting bits off of that square peg, which is what they're doing. Um, the Bears, man, the Bears could be 0-8 oh probably at this point. And it wouldn't surprise anybody. You know, outside of the Jags and the Texans, I think they're the worst team in football. I really do. They're definitely the worst run team outside of those teams right now. They're totally dysfunctional. And they've probably got a talented roster. They could probably make the playoffs with a better coaching staff. But with this coaching staff, they're never going to go anywhere. And with that, I've covered all the games for this week. Um... That's going to be my preview episode for this week. I'm going to try to come back Monday and uh, kind of give some more review of the week. Uh, I definitely want to break down what happens in the NASCAR finales. Uh, maybe give a little bit of insight into what I I, I think would be a good option for a um, championship format in that season. Uh, maybe look forward to next season with the next gen there. And then uh, we're going to look at... Um, these games, see what we can see, and, uh, you know, maybe we'll have some surprises. Maybe we'll have some stuff that I didn't think of uh, happening. But, uh, you know, because we've had that every week this year, a lot of really good games. But that is going to be all for my podcast. Thank you all for listening, and have a great day.